Hello everyone, I am Matthew Thomas and this is Super Cool Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have a great show lined up. My guests will be Abby Kay last year and at the beginning of this year they toured with Nita Strauss and Black Satellite. And very recently they released a brand new single that is 99 degrees Celsius. And I'll be bringing them on momentarily. But right now I'm going to feature their brand new single. 99 degrees Celsius. Check it out.
destroyer of life and happiness, of wealth and industry, destroyer of places to work, destroyer of jobs. Making my way to the edge of a cliff A breaking point is far too near You've got everything to fear And just before I bring on Abby Kay, we're going to hear a quick word from my friend Brian and Concerts That Made Us podcast. Check it out. Wait, so you like concerts, podcasts, and music, and you don't listen to Concerts That Made Us podcast? Oh man, you're missing out. You've got to head over there straight away. They have interviews with the best up-and-coming bands, as well as some famous ones thrown in the mix too. And don't even get me started on the concert stories. Oh man, are they wild. That's Concerts That Made Us podcast. New episodes every Thursday on all podcast players. Please welcome Abby K. <laughs> Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing really great. Very nice to have you guys on the show. I've heard a lot of great things about you, uh, you guys, and I'm definitely looking forward to chatting with you guys. Thank you for having us. So, making up Abby K. Obviously, we have Abby K. on bass and vocals. We have D- Diego on guitar and Zach on drums. Yes. All right, off to a great start. I got all the important info out of the way. Uh, so, before we dive into everything, I know we have much to discuss, but I'm going to start with this question. What was the hardest song that's not one of your originals to learn? Ooh. Um,. For me, I think it would be YYZ by Rush. Um, I learned that when I was back in high school and I would wake up like, I was insane. I would wake up at 4 a.m. before school and play bass and take my bass to school and play through lunch and study hall. Um, And like for a week straight, I just worked on that song until I got it. Um, Then that was like my cool party trick, you know, and then I didn't play it for a year and I forgot it. So that was definitely the hardest to learn. Um, I think that is one of the hardest songs you can play on bass. But yeah. Uh, Your hard, turn. Hardest, okay. Uh, hardest song. I think it had to be um, Steve Vai's The Attitude Song. I spent way too long learning learning that. It kind of similar to Abby, except I wouldn't get up at like, you know, 4 or 5 a.m. to go do it. I'd stay up until 4 or 5 a.m. to learn it. <laughs> and then I go to school and learn it during school. And uh, it, it still gives me nightmares, but I got it down, and it's just so much fun. It's a pain, but it's worth it. I can flex it. Hey, I can play the, I can play some Steve Vai. 
That's true. Uh, for me, there's a song called One With Everything by Styx. Uh, Todd Zuckerman's one of my favorite drummers. And I found out about that song in high school. And I spent a good two or three months trying to learn it. And then I just realized I wasn't good enough. <laughs> and so I stopped for a couple of years. And then at the end of, uh, it was 2018, I finally sat down. I got the transcription book and sat down and learned it. But that's... Uh, it's a really, really drum heavy song. So it's, mm -hmm. that was probably the hardest one for me. Those were, uh, I, I liked all your picks between Rush, Steve Vai, and Sticks because I don't think really any of their songs are really easy to learn anyway. No. Um, <laughs> that's really awesome. Obviously, uh, uh, you know, sleep's overrated anyway between waking up at 4 a.m. and staying up till 4 a.m. Absolutely. <laughs> That's really awesome, and uh, I think just really pushing you guys to become better musicians, and obviously realizing that you couldn't pull off sticks right away, but then you did. So I was just pushing you guys to be better. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the best way to do it. Just keep working at something until you get it right, and then you learn a lot along the way. Definitely, hundred percent agree. Uh, so for you guys, I know we kind of touched on it with that question, but uh, how did you guys get started as musicians? For me, I was 13 years old and I looked at my dad. I was like, okay, are you ever going to take me to a concert? And so he picked Kiss and I went and it's a very vivid memory for me. Um, like I was sitting on his shoulders because I was like, I don't know, like four feet tall or something. Um, and I just remember like I was wearing the makeup. It was so hot. It was like sweating, dripping off my face. Um, and I was just mesmerized by Gene Simmons and I was a very active gymnast when I was younger and I don't think I ever went back to the gym after that day. You know, my first concert was Alice Cooper, so I can definitely Ooh. deal with that. So yeah, it's, seeing your first concert, you're not going to forget it, especially that one with that stage show like Kiss. Uh, yeah. It's purely amazing. Yeah, it was incredible for sure. Uh, where did I start? It's been so many years. I'm only 20. It's not I'm complaining. Um, I think it's always started around like eight or nine. I remember, um, you know, I was, I was going on YouTube a lot as a kid. And at a certain time, I saw like a notification on the side recommended for a video called Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. And I was like, I kept getting it. I'm like, oh, fine, I'll check it out, whatever. And I watched it. And it was kind of like that mind expanding, like, pupil dilating moment where it's like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. I've got to do this. So then I, I badger my parents for like a month. Hey, can I play guitar? Can I play guitar? And they're like, he's just going to try it for a month and then give up. And then, uh, you know, here I am 10 years later, still doing it. Yeah. So YouTube helped you out, gave you a nice suggestion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, I joined the middle school band in sixth grade. <laughs> and, you know, you go around and you test out, all the woodwinds and the brass instruments. And then I got to percussion and they're like, all right, keep this beat. And I did it. And they're like, you're going to play percussion. And so I went home and I was like, uh, I need to get a drum set. And that was uh, 14 years ago. So you just stuck with it. Yeah, I guess. Kind of forced on me. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, you're still playing drums, so I think you are sticking with it. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, so for you guys, how'd you guys meet? How'd you guys uh, uh, form as a band? So I think one of the benefits of living in today's generation is we all met online um, through Instagram and whatever. Um, Diego's from California. Zach is from Tennessee. I'm from North Carolina. And so we were a band before we had even met each other. Um, just by doing Zoom sessions and sending files back and forth. And so when we were able to kind of get in the same room, it just kind of all clicked because we had been talking for a while. And I think that was really beneficial to us, um, kind of having that online communication to get to know each other before we were like in the same room. But I mean, yeah, I, I met him, I don't know, three years ago online. And then we were having drummer auditions over the summer and Zach auditioned. And I mean, it was kind of just obvious that we needed Zach in the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it all goes back to like online and social media. It's it's really cool. Like I've, I've met people online that I eventually meet in person and you already feel like you already know each other. There's no awkwardness, yeah. no icebreakers. Like you've talked for so long, now you actually get to meet. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that it's definitely one of the nice benefits of uh, internet and technology and all that is just meeting, you know, different people that you probably wouldn't have the opportunity to meet uh, in another uh, way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously, as I said in my intro, you guys toured with Nina Strauss earlier this year, and I believe uh, last year as well in 2021. Yes. Uh, what were some of your coolest moments uh, going on tour with her? So for me, it got to the point where every night on stage – or during Nita set, she would say, like, give it up for Abby Kay, my little sister of Shred. And she started calling me her little sister of Shred. That's incredible. That's like, I don't even know how to describe that. But that was just really, like, I was really proud of myself for that. Like, I've worked hard for that title. And, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. So that was my coolest moment, I guess. Um, Also just touring. Um, this was our first big tour, and, you know, the three of us, we really bonded a lot. I mean, we hate each other, but we love each other, um, and it was just really cool to get to experience our first tour. Yeah, definitely, for sure, being our first, like, big boy tour, that was definitely a great experience. Um, one thing I loved, because, you know, I've been a diehard, like, Nina Strauss fan since, you know, high school. I remember, like, just blasting her album on repeat. And so, like, you know, not every night, but there would be nights where it's like, you know, I'm in the middle of playing the show. I'm playing a solo, whatever. I look off to the side. And I can see, like, Nita just, like, looking at us, watching us. I'm like, don't mess up. Don't mess up. Don't mess up. She's right. I'm watching you. Don't mess up. And after a while, I was just like, okay, this is how it is. If I mess up, it is what happens. Definitely no pressure when Nita Strauss is watching. No pressure. No pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, what about you? Mine was kind of the same as Diego. It was really cool. Uh the other band on the bill, Black Satellite, shout out to them because they're awesome. We love them. Uh, it was really cool to kind of look off to the side and like, you know, some nights it'd be Nita watching you. Sometimes it would be a couple of people in her band. Sometimes it'd be some members of Black Satellite. You'd all, you know, you look at each other and you just kind of give each other a look or smile or something. And that was something that was really cool to just kind of wonder who, you know, who you'll see over there tonight. Yeah. Yeah, there were times I would show like borderline almost walk off stage just to get one of their attentions away. I was like, hi, I see you. Thanks for watching the show. 
all, all of that is it's really awesome especially you know uh, black Slaylight, who i i interviewed at one of the nina strauss shows they they are really awesome uh nina strauss and her band uh amazing people as well and just you know uh, being so supportive as all the fans are is really amazing that's how it really should be yeah it was definitely like a great community to be a part of like everybody loved everybody um and like we knew that if something went wrong like they had our backs and they would help us out and we would help them out um it was just a great community to be a part of something that uh was released very recently that was 99 degrees celsius your brand new single how was it writing and recording 99 degrees celsius so I like to think of 99 degrees Celsius as a four minute long panic attack. Honestly, um, going to be like super honest here over COVID. Um, just being at home by myself, like my anxiety got really bad. And I wrote a song about like boiling over. And I, I like to describe it as like, I think for me sometimes, like I let things build up so much that like somebody in my like, family or like a pet could like die and I'm like fine and then everything's just building up and then I drop a pencil and I explode and I like boil over and let everything come out at once so that was kind of the inspiration behind the song um and I mean water boils at 100 degrees celsius so it's kind of just on getting to that point um kind of like a metaphor there but it was really like therapeutic for me to write and now that like it's out and people are relating to it it's kind of good for me um, to see that like people are relating to this. I'm not alone. Like other people go through this and recording it was really fun. Um, it's always fun being in the studio with them because I'll bring a song to them and it's a completely different song once it gets in their hands. Um, they just do everything that I wouldn't have thought to do or that I can't do. Um, and they really just, kind of made it the best song that it could possibly be, I think. I definitely really enjoy it. Uh, obviously, the uh, it's very hard-hitting. Uh, definitely, I, I totally related to everything that was going on in that song, especially with, like, 2020, 2021. I was totally feeling that. <laughs> yeah. It's chaotic in a good way, I think. Um, it's definitely our heaviest song, and we're only getting heavier from here. Um, we have our debut album coming out sometime this year and it's really going in the the heavier directions like i've gotten some pretty good feedback from the song that like you know i've released some lighter songs that could like my first song i think some people actually consider that a pop song um and so you know you have all of that as like your reference and then you click on this song and a lot of people have said like they were not expecting this this was a a heavy hard-hitting rock song and i mean I guess we're just doing the unexpected. Also, you see like blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm a little girl. You don't really expect the sound that we've created here. You expect more like my first song, It Should Have Been Me. It's kind of poppy. And so, you know, we're just kind of doing the unexpected, I guess. Yeah, I definitely tell the progression because I, I, I was familiar with you guys. I've heard like your um, other songs as well. And then the, I, I got set 99 degrees Celsius and I'm like, okay, it's probably going to be in that same kind of style. And I go, yeah, not anything I was expecting, but I absolutely loved it. Uh, it, it, it shreds. It is hard hitting. Thank you. Yeah, we're definitely getting heavier. Um, and I think that came with adding these two guys into the band. Um, you know, they've kind of 
pushed me to get out of my comfort zone a little bit. And I've always wanted to write heavy music and, and do that. I just, I didn't know how, and I didn't really know how it would be accepted among people. And so, you know, they're kind of pushing me to get out of my comfort zone. And now I'm making the music that I want to make. And that's what music should be. It definitely, it should be what you're feeling. It should be the, the way you want to express in the music. And I think uh, I, I really look forward to seeing where you guys go, especially with the, the style of music and uh, how, uh, how heavy and like hard rocking you guys can get. Yeah, thank you. So, but also released with uh, the single is also a music video, 499 Degrees Celsius. Uh, how was it filming that? And uh, where did you film that? It was so fun. Um, so, sorry, Diego, but I think Zach is actually the star of the show oh, he is. in this he video. Is. Um, this was Zach's first video with us, and we just filmed it at like a local school. Um, my neighbor was the teacher, and it was kind of like a group effort coming up with the, the storyline. We kind of had like the breakfast club in mind that like I was the, the teacher's pet, he was the bad boy, and he was the, the lazy guy that slept through class. Um, and like, we, we had a pretty set storyline walking into it. And then, you know, we've never really worked with Zach on a music video before. We didn't know what he was going to bring to the table. As soon as we got there and started filming, Zach changed the entire thing. It was all about him. Um, in the best way possible though. He was so funny. Um, and you know, I think we've always taken music videos so seriously and this has to be professional and like straightforward, like this, 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 this. Um, and like, it was fun. And I think this song is very chaotic. I mean, it's four minute long panic attack, but it still has like Zach lightened it up a little bit for the music video. It's kind of has that humor side to it. Um, and I mean, he stole the show, not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what's more chaotic than puberty in high school? I feel like it kind of fits. Yeah. And I love that like half the shots were either like just stuff we improvised or just us messing around like, okay, this is the goofing take yeah. and they put it in. Like the scene where the paper ripped, that was completely accident, right? Yeah. 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 He was just trying to, you know, he had like, I mean, he's the lazy student. So he had like just a crumpled up piece of paper. He was trying to flatten it out. It just ripped in half. Um and it just so happened like we were going on tour the next day. So like we just went out to the van. He had a pillow with him. So he put a pillow in his backpack. That's the only thing he carried in his backpack. Just got it out of his backpack, put it on a desk and fell asleep. Like it's just honestly, I agree. Like half of the video is stuff that wasn't planned. Um, and it's just stuff that kind of came along in the creative process, which I think is really cool. I think it definitely is because like I think it makes it more authentic and genuine is like it's just it's just you guys you know obviously having fun obviously there's a storyline to go with it it showcases you guys more uh just being genuine and having a good time yeah absolutely so I, I know I've, I've interviewed a few other bands who've like incorporated a little bit of acting and like uh, uh into their music videos so how was it for you guys to uh, act but also play uh instruments in a music video I don't know. I'm not very good at either, so I think it's definitely a challenge. I think that's one, one of those a lot. <laughs> For me, um, I grew up doing, like, musical theater and acting um, just in school. Am I good at it? I don't know. Probably not. But um, I'm also, like, I'm an introvert. I keep to myself, but when I get on a stage or 
when I like get into the spotlight, that's kind of where I thrive. Um, I can be very dramatic. Um, <laughs> and so I think like that's kind of, it's come natural to me over the years. Um, and it goes back to as early as like I was four years old as a gymnast, like you're performing. I, I feel like I was born to be a performer and I just kind of step into that role. And, you know, that's, that's kind of where I feel most comfortable um, being on stage or performing. Um, and when I get off stage, like, I don't, I don't want to talk to people. I want to just go back to the van and go to sleep. But um, I mean, on stage and like doing that kind of like performing and being in the spotlight, that's, I guess that's kind of like where I feel like I was meant to be. So it just kind of has come naturally to me. For me, uh, you're a great actor. You are oh, so funny. Thanks. I try. Cool. Well, I think you're just being yourself. You weren't even acting. Yeah. <laughs> See, not to get heavy here, but I hide all my insecurities behind humor. Uh, <laughs> me too. Nice. And uh, so that's just kind of, you know, if there's like a tense situation, I'll try to make people laugh before I'll offer helpful advice or anything good. <laughs> so, um, that's kind of, you know, what came out filming the video. And then I'm the same way with her. I'm, I, I don't talk a lot to people. Um, but once I get, you know, behind an instrument, that's where I feel more at home. And mm -hmm. that's the, the thing I know I'm good at in life. So I can kind of be myself and do what I do there. I gotta say, I'm the exact opposite. I will talk your ear off before, during, and after the show. It's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. We all live together. Um, I can confirm. Diego is not afraid to talk ever. Um, no matter what's going on, no matter what time it is, Diego always has something to say. You guys are my friends. Aww. Being like on stage, being comfortable, you know, playing instruments, I think is, you know, it's obviously what you guys like doing. And I think that's where you guys really thrive, but also to incorporate, you know, obviously you've done acting, uh, you know, before and growing up. And I think it just come, it just seems like it came uh, pretty natural for you guys to, to make this music video and have the storyline that I had. Yeah. And it was really fun doing it. Um, I think we learned a lot about ourselves and about each other. And I mean, anytime that the three of us are working together, I mean, I feel like we just, we get our inside jokes, we get fun memories. Like we just, we always make the best of what we have and we have a lot of fun doing it. I think that's the number one goal with everything is to have fun. That's why I do the stuff that I do. And obviously that's why you guys play music, go on tour, make music videos. It's because it's, it's to have fun. Uh, Diego, is there any situation where you talk too much and you got yourself in trouble? I would say no, because I talk myself out of the trouble. What about, um, it was in Des Moines, where that lady who had a little too much alcohol came to the table and just kept, oh. talk, kept talking to you for like half an hour? Yeah, I, still gotta, I, gotta, I gotta work on being a bit smoother on transitions where it's like, mm, I, I gotta go to something else. Yeah, that's the thing, like, um, there was a lady that came up to us and um, I feel like I, as somebody who's not necessarily a people person, I know how to get out of conversations that I don't necessarily want to have. Um, and I think Zach might be the same way, being an introvert. 
um, that, oh, my mom's calling me. Hold on. I, I got to take this. Or, oh, um, hold on. I got to go backstage. My guitar tech needs me. Oh, sorry. Um, I got to uh, water my dog. In <laughs> <laughs> Diego, I mean, he's, he's so nice. Diego yeah. doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. He doesn't, yeah. like... He doesn't want to lie. I so want I mean, people to feel like they're important. When I'm talking to them, I want them to feel like, hey, you know what? You're the only person that's important right now. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it gets a bit too long where it's like, hey, actually, I've got other stuff I do have to do. I don't want to be rude, but I got stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting out of conversation. I always struggle with that myself, uh, mostly because like half of what I do is talking to people. So yeah. I could be better at getting out of conversations, but I'm not. Um, yeah, or like people, like I, I will get out of the conversation like 10 minutes later, they come back and start talking to me and I'm like, now I've got to think of something else. <laughs> Getting better. I, didn't, I should just carry a watch with me and go, oh, look at that time. Or maybe I'll just have my wrist. Be like, yeah. oh, look at that time. Draw it on. <laughs> there we go. I'll just start doing that from now on. Uh, but getting back to it, so uh, you guys launched your Kickstarter uh, for your debut album. Uh, how is that going? And uh, if people are interested, what are some of the, the rewards uh, in the Kickstarter? So we are almost one week in. Tomorrow will be one week. And we are, I believe, at 49%, maybe 50% by now. Um, and we have 30 days to do it. So about four weeks. And I mean, I think we're, we're doing pretty good on it. Um, of course, like, you know, you have the first week and everybody's excited about it and then it slows down. So we got to keep pushing it and seeing if we can get to our goal. Um, Cause the thing with Kickstarter is if you don't reach your goal, you don't get any of it. And, you know, I kind of want to do an album. I think they want to do an album. So it'd be really cool if we could do that. Um, you know, we have some really cool things planned for the album. Um, again, unexpected things planned. And some of the rewards on Kickstarter, um, I think we have some pretty unique ones. I mean, of course, we have the digital download link and the CD and the vinyl and the T-shirt. But then we also have, um, like, I'm selling my first bass on there, which breaks my heart a little bit. But um, I'm selling my first bass. And then we have... Uh, we have two backers already for a backyard concert that we're going to their house and playing a concert for them and their friends. Um, what else do we have? We have like the backstage buddy pack that's like you get to basically come along with us for a show day, go through sound check, set up, um, we'll have dinner. Um, be backstage, watch the show from the side of the stage. Yeah, we are teaching lessons on there. Okay, hold on. What's your favorite reward? The reward is um, for $1,000, I stopped talking. That's not actually <laughs> no, it. No. Um, I, I like the idea of like, the lesson one, teaching some people some songs, kind of like the thought process behind it. I like that one. What's your favorite? I also kind of like that one. <laughs> I like... I don't have much wisdom outside of drums. <laughs> and so... If I can impart wisdom through drums, then... That's a good way to think of it. Basically, I'm not good at anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My favorite reward, I think the most fun for us is um, we have one that you can meet us here in Nashville and we'll go to dinner and a movie together. 
Um, I think that's probably the most fun because, you know, you get to see a movie. We all get to be together. You get to go to dinner and we'll get to meet new people doing that. So that's probably my favorite. And I mean, it ends March 30th. So we're about one weekend, almost 50% funded. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully we get 100% funded so we can do our debut album because it would kind of suck if we can't. Not going to (laughs) lie. No, it definitely would. I'm going to leave a link for the Kickstarter in the description of this interview as well. So make sure to check it out. Please support them in any any way you can. Uh, all of them have very unique experiences. Getting lessons from you guys, go to a movie, private concert, Diego, stop talking, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds really awesome. I do hope you guys make your goal because I, I've heard you know from uh, you know from the descriptions and other things that uh, you guys got some great stuff planned for this album. I know you you had uh, 60 songs uh, you know they were kind of in the works but you, you, how'd you narrow it down to 12? Um, so we haven't yet not gonna lie. Um, so that goes back to over quarantine. Um, I was bored I just wrote 60 songs I guess. Um, and we have a few that are like, this is a non-negotiable, this is going on the album. Um, but we haven't like, you know, narrowed it down. And I think that'll also kind of come when we're doing like pre-production and getting ready for the studio. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have literally almost 60 songs that could easily be on the album, which is going to make the decision process suck. Like it's, it's going to be hard, especially because, like, songs that you write and that you have, like, an emotional connection to, like, they're all my favorite songs. Like, they're my babies. Um, I, I don't want to, like, I don't know. I love them all, and I want everybody to hear every single one of them. And I know, like, if it doesn't make this one, it'll come out in two years on the next one. But I don't know, like, I think, like, I kind of put pressure on myself that this is our debut album. This has to be, like... I don't know. Like, this is kind of what starts it all for us, I think. So I just want it to be the best that it possibly can be. Yeah, I can definitely see that because, I mean, this is your debut album. I know, you know obviously you have some other songs uh, released before then, but this is kind of like really uh, introducing yourself to everybody with this debut yeah. album. I can definitely see uh, see all the pressure uh, <laughs> that you're involved with it to make a good impression and release some kick-ass music. So yeah. I do hope... Uh, you guys, you know, uh, obviously get the songs that you want on there, or you can make like, you know, a whole anthology too. That's true. Um, and I think the thing for this is like, you know, my first song, It Should Have Been Me, to 99 Degrees Celsius. We've released eight singles, and I think that's everything that we needed to be able to figure out who we are and what we sound like, what we do. And now that we've kind of found ourselves, we can release our debut album and be who we really want to be. Like we've we've put in the work to figure out, to kind of like discover our sound. And now that we've found it, um, I think this is just the perfect time to do our debut album of this is really who we are and who we want to be. For sure, definitely. I, I uh, Again, from listening to you guys' music, you really, you really sound, found the sound that uh, you guys are going for. And I think you're really happy with the, the sound you guys are working on. We're definitely looking forward to uh, obviously hearing the new album I, and, and with everything that does get funded as well. Uh, I, I really look forward to seeing uh, what else you have up your guys' sleeves. 
Thank you. No, we have some pretty cool things planned um, coming up this year. A lot of like weekend tours this summer. Um, we booked our first show in Mississippi and Florida. So we're branching out a little bit. Um, and that'll all lead up to hopefully in October, our debut album. Sounds like you got some great stuff in the works as well, obviously with the debut album. Uh, but before we go, I got a fun question before I wrap up this interview. What are five things that are guaranteed to be in your refrigerator? Um, well, right now I haven't gotten groceries for a while. Corn. I love corn um, because my grandparents live in Illinois, so I get like the good stuff. Um, milk because I eat a lot of cereal. Um, let's see, what else? Pickles. I... I'm kind of weird. I love pickles. I'm obsessed with pickles. I will drink the juice with a straw. Um, man, I just exposed myself hardcore. Um, four. I don't know. What else? What do I have in there? I don't know. What else do you eat? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, I do have a bag of lettuce in my fridge right now that I bought three weeks ago and haven't opened. Um, it's no longer green. It is brown. I need to throw it away. I mean, I'm not going to eat it because I feel like I'd probably get sick at this point. Let's see. One more. Come on. Okay. That, that's really it. What do, what do I have in there? What do I, I drink water. That's another thing that's in the fridge. Okay. Yeah, yep. In the fridge. Yeah. Yep. Got my little water filter pitcher thing. <laughs> Zach, what's in your fridge? So, cheese. <laughs> cheese is good. Cheese, yeah. Cheese is good. Lunch meat to go along with the cheese. Mm. Orange juice, because I really like orange juice. <laughs> um, whatever leftovers I didn't finish from the day before. And then my my big uh, water jug that I... <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll make this quick. What's in my fridge? Eggs, bacon, chicken breast rice and sweet potato fries i love sweet potato fries diego eats really healthy i, I try like don't look at the freezer because the freezer like we we have a section now per roommate and my entire section is just like wrapped up tinfoil because like i'll like buy meat for a month i'll cut it up and like freeze it so like i don't need to buy food for a month i have to pull out the freezer and cook it all right well that was just a fun question i uh, wanted to throw in there before we left but as i'm wrapping up this uh so you kind of planned out what's 2020 uh uh anything else you have uh in the works for this year what else are we doing we're planning on having a good time yeah we're gonna have a great time um you know this is our first summer living in nashville that we're coming up on so i think we'll take advantage of that do as much as we can meet as many people as possible and I, i've learned the thing about living in nashville is you don't know what you're doing in 30 minutes so i don't really know what we're doing the rest of the year um and i mean that's very true like i've gotten a call that says hey do you want to play the show yeah when is it uh it, it's in 28 minutes oh okay i'll be there um and i think that's kind of just like the nashville lifestyle if you want to know what we're doing in 30 minutes, you got to follow us on social media at Abigail Rocks. Got to get that plug in there. <laughs> we post everywhere that we're going to be playing, what we're doing. Um, we post on there pretty often, just giving updates. Because, I mean, really, we don't know what we're doing in 30 minutes. We could be playing on Broadway. We could be watching a movie. 
Very true. Or, or both, both at the same time. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drop the social media links in there as well. Make sure to check out Shrimp's Port. Give a like to Abby K. Make sure to check out the brand new single, 99 Degrees Celsius. All the stream platforms and a link for the music video will also be in the description. Make sure to check it out. A lot of great info information will be in there. Uh, anything else uh, you guys want to say before I sign off? Rock on. I don't think you can top that any better. For... <laughs> Abby Diego and Zach of Abby K. I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. Stay frosty.